Well, hello there. Firstly, thank you for downloading this. Secondly, thank you for listening. He's Chris Skull. And so am I. Oh, yes! Yes! Oh, what a satisfying way to open a show. Good, clean fun. Isn't it just great? I, I, you know what? It really feels like... I don't know what it must be like when Oasis covered like a Beatles song live and they get to go to their fan base. This is what inspired us. Here's, you know, Helter Skelter or whatever it is. And now I'm like, we are a double act and we're, we're, we're drawing on that great tradition of Morecambe and Wise. Just bringing it to a new audience. And it's not even Morecambe and Wise, it's the two Ronnies. So what am I on about? What a fool! <laughs> I delivered oh, that line, and for a idiot. second, I was back in the music hall. I was back in that era, Golden even era though I didn't even live through it. 1970s. Studio One, BBC Television Centre. It's Saturday night. It's BBC One. It's Chris Skull. Oh, you know what you've got? You've got a kind of, um, you know, our Graham would say, it's blind a date, because the first word ends with a D, and the second word starts with a D. You're the S version of that. It's Chris Skull. <laughs> No, yeah, never Has anyone ever done like that with you? Yeah. No, here we go. We found something, a new angle. And that, you know that sort of like drum roll and like the searchlight spotlight thing outside the buildings? Oh. Uh, yeah, I've got, you know, you just mentioned Television Centre there. I had a great memory. So uh, I had a BBC pass at the last days of TV Centre. And I thought, me, me and a mate, me and a mate were like, why don't we go down there on the last day that staff can go down there and just see if we can pick up a memento? So we yes. went, me and my mate went down there. We're like, what if we could get like the sign to like Studio One or something like that? Went down there, everything was gone. Everyone had already been there before and nicked it. It was all gone. And it was really similar to uh, the last days of Upton Park. Like you'd turn up there, like people had like chiseled the, the toilet, the, the sign for the toilets off. Like things were just missing. People were helping themselves. Well, you know what? I was one of those people because I too oh, had a BBC you? pass because I wrote on 8 out of 10 cats that was filmed there and I got some of like the metal slat signs. You know those big ones? They're like when you go to a hospital and you you know the, the big signs near the lifts where it's just like metal slats yeah. with the different things. I got some of the BBC ones. I went in with a rucksack and a <laughs> screwdriver. And I like clinked my way out of there. And in fact, I've got them in the I've got them in the wardrobe that's just behind me right now. So I I still have those memories of television oh, centre. Yeah, love it. They'll love be it. on eBay when I get older. Um, anyway, instead of confessing to frankly crimes, let's get back to business. Which is this is the Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Chris Skull. Uh, Dyson's away this week. Always a pleasure to have Chris here. Uh, Chris, just talk us through from your perspective how you feel today's show went. I think it went absolutely spectacular. Uh, But I would say there's some stuff comes out about your consumption of salads that is, quite frankly, frightening. (laughs) Well, you say that, I would say, um, wouldn't I? Um, Also, there are revelations from your life re-footwear that I'm not going to ruin now that are way, way worse. You're about to find out what the hell we're on about. Enjoy. Brace yourselves. It's time for the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. It's Saturday afternoon. It's Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio with Matt Ford and Chris Skull. Nottingham Forest banging on the door in the early kickoff in the Championship. And it's live. 
the Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. It's Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio with Matt Ford and Chris Skull. Matt Dyson is off this weekend. We're delighted to welcome Scully back. Scully, it's a pleasure to be broadcasting alongside you this afternoon. It's good to be back. Always good to hear your voice, Matt. And a pleasure to be here on Rock and Roll Football. A whole thrilling day of football awaits us. And here to preview a red-hot day of action is the red-hot Chris Skull. On the day that Robbie Williams turns 47 years old, we have one strong 3pm kickoff in the Premier League. Palace are home and Burnley's here. There's nothing left for you to fear. Sean Dyche in the dugout, dear. Now scream. And in our lunchtime kickoff, it's Leicester versus Liverpool. And we'll find out who will be singing should either side start winning that one. And I guess now it's time. We should talk about the championship. I think it's time. In a 12.30 kickoff, we'll be seeing if Matt Ford's Forest feeling especially sexed up as they take on AFC Bournemouth and hey ho we've got games postponed the risk was a little too high because the temperature's low yes both Rotherham versus QPR on Wednesday v Swansea City are off today with frozen pitches they've come undone with their lack of under soil heating however there are many more 3pm kickoffs in the second tier to entertain you over the course of the show how about this one Norwich can go top of the league as long as they reach full time with no regret against Michael O'Neill Stoke City at Carra Road and I don't want to mock Derby but their league position isn't nice has your poor form stopped Derby because of your last five games you've won them thrice Derby take on Middlesbrough at home and have to feel a real chance to climb out of the relegation zone this afternoon and in League One they're kicking below their torso Hull are getting high but Lincoln City even more so the Imps reign supreme in first place and could stretch that lead with victory over Accrington Stanley. Hull three points behind them will want to avoid something stupid against MK Dons at the KC in the race to be back for good in England's second tier. In League Two, all but two fixtures have been called off with frozen pitches. None of this was planned. Take me by the hand. Just please try and understand that we will have Bolton versus Stevenage taking place. And what about this one? Top of the table, Cambridge United versus the team with the fewest goals in the division, Southend United. And when Southend fans are lying in their bed, thoughts of goals running through their heads, and they think their survival, the chances are dead, they wish they still had Brett Angel instead. My God, that is the best. That is the best thing that has ever happened on radio anywhere in the world, ever. That you need to, you know what? That needs to be recorded, that needs to be released on vinyl and given out to everyone. Happy birthday, Robbie Williams. Mate, you just, the last time you were here, what was it? Dre last time? No, like Notorious B.I.G. That was it. it was some, I knew it was some sort of gangster rap thing. <laughs> The candy reference was the best one. Hey, what was it? Hey, I know. Ho. who's into the modern Robbie Williams stuff as well? There's some good stuff out there. Candy. Hey ho. Yeah. Oh man, I love that song. I'm a massive fan of Williams. I saw him live at Wembley. Yeah, he's looking great as well, isn't he? He's fantastic. That has just. I, the thing is, the problem is that is such a good start. The rest of the show can't live up to it. <laughs> but we're gonna try. Stick with us. Let's do our best. Five. Come on. Oh man, what a day! The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson.
All week you've been tweeting us at R&R Football. The things you would like to hear Roy Keane rant about. Chris Skull has compiled them into the list. I'm now going to channel the great man and Skull is going to pick his favourite and put it to him. So here we go. Yeah, huge Roy news this week and Tom Corbett's on top of it. He says he wants to, he would like to know Roy to rant about Instagram influencers and specifically his decision to join the app this week. Roy, over to you. Well, the, the thing with the influencers, I always thought you had to do something else to be in a position of influence. Do you know what I mean? Like be prime minister or something like that or be a footballer and then I can influence the way people think about football because I, I got... But then these people are just influence. I talk to kids these days. They're 13 years old and they're saying I want to be an influencer. I'm going, well, what? I, I wouldn't let you influence me. Do you know what I mean? And, and we're saying as a society, you know, at school you're saying that what the teacher said to you, don't be influenced by him. And now we're saying that's not just... Bad advice. We've created an industry out of it where teachers now saying, don't be influenced by him, but be an influencer yourself. And, and all these influencers, it's not like the influence in the world to like drop carbon emissions. They're not saying, oh, make sure you take your green bin out on a Tuesday and take your black bin out on a Wednesday. They're saying, oh, buy this face cream or this hair. And for some unknown reason, I'm going to be selling it to you in Dubai. Why is Dubai the capital of of influences? It's just the greatest export now. Like the northeast of England used to have ICI or you know the, the Rover cars in Birmingham, and now it's in all what Dubai's greatest export, along with uh, you know not much democracy. It's for some reason reality <laughs> TV stars going there and selling us portions for our hairs and faces. Ah, but I joined anyway because I like to look at other people's holiday photos. <laughs> and Roy as well I feel like every chance you get to raise the profile of your dogs you take it after 2002 in the presser outside your house you walked your dog then and you've done it again your first Instagram post you with a dog what's going on what well, because you know what? If I can be an influencer, the one thing I would like to influence people is to look after the dogs. I don't know why they all oh, these the boiler. Why aren't they going? Uh, instead of selling this, you know, borderline acidic goo that, that makes your face burn, take your dog for a walk. You know, that would be a better influencer. Recycle, don't drop leather, you know. So I, I think I'm just trying to like put some balance into the universe. Matt, Matt, and you. Rock and roll football. We were blessed with the presence of the spirit of Roy Keane. Um, one of the things that's been happening on the show in the last few weeks, Scully, through this kind of seance of living people, is that Roy Hodgson has been coming through as well. So um, I know people have been sending in things they'd like to hear Roy Hodgson rant about. So I will channel the great man and put your pick of the rants to Roy. Okay, right. I, I'm desperate to know this. What are your thoughts on baked beans and Weetabix mixed together? It's been the talk of social media this week. Well, I don't know if you know, I'll travel the lot, Chris. You know, I'm very open to the idea that people in different countries eat different foods. You know, I don't like it when people go on holiday and they're all, you know, people saying, oh, I'm going to go to the sports bar and eat chips. You know, I might do that three or four nights out of the week, but the other three or four, you know, I'll try a paella or something like that. Um... But this is something very, very different and very worrying. You know, if I was a parent, and I am, I came down in the morning and my children were putting baked beans on Weetabix, I think they were having some sort of breakdown. I'd say, stop <laughs> mucking about with your food. I won't tell you not to play with your food. You can't put baked beans on Weetabix. Or what you can do next, put mustard. On 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 Chinese food, or put soy sauce on the oh, marshmallows. 
Where does this end? <laughs> you know, once you say to a child, oh, oh it's okay to pour butter. I don't understand. It's whether these are hot baked beans or, or, or coal. You know, my granddad used to start hot milk on his wheat. I mean, that was considered uh, ridiculous. But now we're saying, oh, we're going to bake me. You know what? Oh, I don't mean to be too cynical, Chris. I know you're someone who understands the all non will very well. I think a lot of this is just social media companies trying to gain traction uh, in the sphere, uh, or, or, you know, that we live in these days. And I think, you know, I, I don't think, you know, if someone else wants to put baked beans on their wheat, I respect it because I respect other cultures. And I think we British people should travel where we're bored. But if they try to do that in my ass, I'll sling them out. The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Absolute bedlam in the Premier League. This is going to be one of the most talked about games probably this season. Chris Skull, what on earth has happened? Well, the talked about game is not Nottingham Forest versus Bournemouth, which has finished nil-nil, but Leicester have beaten Liverpool 3-1, and guess who's had oh. another nightmare? Alisson! What has <laughs> happened to the man? He's all over the place. He was at fault for another one of the goals, and questions are going to be asked, Matt. Final score, Leicester City 3, Liverpool 1, bad champions, as Roy Keane once said. Oh, I wonder what noises Jamie Carragher's been making because he that noise he made the other uh, week against Man City, it was like the um, you know the Gary Neville one with Torres. Uh, <laughs> I've been listening to Carragher's podcast and I have that really bad habit uh, where when I'm listening to something a lot, I impersonate a lot. So asking a lot of questions like Jamie Carragher. So with my girlfriend, I say, did you deliberately order two bags of carrots, or was that part of the plan, or was that a mistake? I'm really interested to know because what happens at weekends, you've got the leeks, your carrots, your peppers, and, you know, a lot of people would have peppers with tomatoes. So what is the matter with you? Stop impersonating <laughs> Jamie Carragher. It's driving me mad. He's um, good though, Carragher, isn't he? He's the Parkinson of our generation. He's just, I don't know how he does it. He's a brilliant interviewer. You know what? Man. Very direct. So I say, did, yeah. did you do? Did you order them carrots? Almost to provoke a response. Was that part of the mind <laughs> games? What was going on then? Or was it just a mistake? Or the, obviously the other option is that Tesco's were out of leaks and are giving you carrots as a substitution. All them options obviously are, are very possible. I just love his voice. Um, but text us on eight twelve fifteen. We need to know who we're going to. We need to know who we're going to support in today's supporters club. So who should we support in today's three o'clock kickoffs? Text us on eight twelve fifteen. Matt, Matt, and you, rock and roll football. I am tempted to do the rest of the show as Jamie Carragher now, but I think. <laughs> With the Roy Keane, with the Roy Hodgson, I think I'm in danger of offending so many different parts of the country. But let me just ask you, Chris Skull, because we've got you here now. Um, what have you been up to this week? And, and has anything happened? I tell you what, I've made a big decision that has affected my whole life. As we know, we're living through Beast from the East 2. It is freezing. My house just doesn't get warm. And so I've invested in a pair of Ugg slippers. And I have to say, Matt, absolute game changer. They are okay, so, so let comfortable. Just, let me just unpick that, particularly when you're playing at home, which is where your tactics are different. Firstly, would you use those slippers away from home? Or is that just where you'd perhaps sit in front of the sofa and, and play in that way? Uh, I use them in the home, but I have used them outside to put the bins in the big uh, bin thing for the for the recycling. 
but that's I would never go beyond the boundaries of my house. It's very much within it. And I, I, I sit on the sofa with, with the slippers on. I tell you what, there's a famous phrase, um, why try and carpet the world when you can wear slippers? And I've, I've applied that very literally to my life. It's a great phrase, and obviously it's something that Aston Villa use. We've seen Leeds use it this season. But so with these Uggs, are they are they slippers or are they boots? Do they cover the ankle? They not. They do not go above the ankle. They're very much. They're an indoor shoe or an indoor slipper, and they've got that wonderful like Ugg furry inside bit. And like Fordy, they're so up your street with your poor circulation, no doubt too. They are made for you. Do you do you wear slippers? I don't actually. I do. I Jay- do. I, I got slippers. By the way, this one I'm so interested because mine have a memory foam sole for extra oh, wow. comfort and, and something called a breathable waffle upper. So that provides. Um, I don't want to, uh, you know, um, slippers to get too sweaty. Um, so that gives me that <laughs> circulation, and they don't have heels on the back, so they'll sort of slip off ones. So they, they, you can't run in them because they come straight off. But what I'm interested with you is, you know, you're very masculine, man. But these Uggs, you know, a lot of people would say Uggs are a female brand. So are, are you wearing your girlfriend's slippers or are these, these ones that they make for blokes? They do them. There's a, there's a male section of the Uggs website. So you can feel comfort. Literally, you can feel comfortable that these are meant for your specific gender. But they are sensational. They're an absolute game changer. It's one of the things about lockdown, actually, I've realised that Life is about comfort. What You've got to make sure you're happy in your own skin. And so I've also, one thing I've done as well is not wear jeans or trousers in the house. I'm now almost exclusively in cotton track pants and slippers. It's a much more comfortable existence. I, and if anyone is at home, I should be fascinated on the text. Has anyone, what are the big changes you've made for you in your life to become more comfortable? Like, yeah, that's really what, good. And has that, has that happened in the last year? What what comfortable change have you made? Yeah. Have you got new tracky buttons? Have you got new um, pyjamas, perhaps, to deal with the cold weather? Or maybe you just put on loads of weight, like most of us have, <laughs> and that just makes you sort of softer on the outside anyway. I don't need a new tracksuit. I've basically grown one around my middle. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. So many suggestions for today's supporters club. Some people saying back Man City against Spurs. That doesn't kick off till half five. Some people saying back Burnley over Crystal Palace because they need a bit of a shove. But we've had a lovely suggestion from someone who says support Middlesbrough away at Derby County. Now, that obviously plays to my prejudices. Although Neil Warnock's in charge of Middlesbrough. So for me, that does feel like a bit of a compromise. Are you comfortable with the support in Borough today, Scully? Yeah, I think that's the real Jim Shady on Twitter. He says borrow for obvious reasons. <laughs> now, I'm, let's do it. I'm with you, Matt. Come on. Come on, up right, the borough. We're, we're supporting Borough today. So good luck to all you Borough fans listening. Um, now, um, what do you think Roy Hodgson would make of that, Scully? Well, it's interesting. There's a few people on Twitter saying uh, John Pierce says Roy Hodgson sounds a little bit like Terry Tibbs today. And Alan Will says oh. uh, Harold Steptoe doing Roy Hodgson. But listen, oh, what I want to know, if we've got... <laughs> We've got Roy here. Roy, I've always wanted to know, Euro 2016, instead of preparing for the Iceland game, you, and I think it was Ray Lewington, went to Paris on a day trip rather than prepare to Iceland because you were so sure we could easily dismiss them from the competition. You didn't do the preparation, but how was Paris? Why Paris? Well, City of Love. Uh, you know, <laughs> that close to the City of Love, I, I think it was very... Uh, 
Oh, well, you have to be very strong-willed not to go to Paris. I really feel a pull of it when I was there. I like the uh, withered. I like saying uh, no today, but obviously it was uh, standing at the time. And uh, oh, just like the like, you know, the cafe. Have you ever sat outside a Parisian cafe and had steak fruit? I, I think you're right. I do say like, how's that though? <laughs> but I said to Ray Lewington, he said, oh, do you want a bottle of Beaujolais? No, oh, you dirty old mate. Oh, yeah. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. It's Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio with Matt Ford and Chris Skull. Now, you may have seen West Ham legend uh, Thomas Suchek. His favourite food, apparently, is potato salad. And when he came back after Christmas, the staff at the West Ham uh, canteen gave him his own potato salad that he was absolutely delighted with. Scully, you work for West Ham. You do stuff for the club on match day. You're a massive Hammers fan. Have you met Suchek and what's he like? I have met Suchek. He is... Like, wow, he's just, he loves life so much. <laughs> he's such a, like, an enigmatic personality. When he first came in, the, the, like, sometimes it's difficult, it's hard work to get first-team players to kind of come on and have a chat with you. But he was, like, more than willing. He was, like, well up for a chat. What, like, And probably at the time, he hadn't he didn't really have a hold of the English language at the time. He was so keen to come and chat. And the other thing as well is, like, Thomas oh. Suchek. He's 25 years old. He was born in 1995. But in my head, Whoa. I look up to him as an elder statesman already. Yeah. So there's like He's 12 years younger than me, but he seems so worldly wise. <laughs> he does. But, but he does. the other thing about him, he's, obs- like, he's obsessed with potato salad. This isn't a gimmick. <laughs> like, he it. genuinely... What? What's the reason? But the other weird thing about... If you have a look, if you Google Thomas Suchek potato salad, there's loads of pictures of him eating potato salad. But the kind of potato salad he eats looks nothing like the potato salad that we would might know, Matt, which is the white, Ooh. creamy stuff with the like, like the chives. You know, it's just a really pale, horrible English dish. The, the Suchek version of potato salad is like... It looks like it's got bits of carrot in it. There's leaves. Oh. There's pine nuts. Like, there's none of that white sauce that just takes over everything with the potato salad. It's obviously like a, a Czech variation on the potato salad, but he loves it. He absolutely loves it. However, I would say it's So he's a I kind of innovator then. Well, I, yeah, I mean, it's still potato salad, isn't it? It's still it? potato salad at the end of the day. In there. But have you ever spoken to him about it? Have you ever said, Thomas, why potato salad? Has he ever said, oh, I like potato salad because, you know, I like the flavour? Um, which well, is probably it came, the answer. It came because I think this was his first Christmas in England. Play, and usually he said back home when he was in the Czech Republic, like over Christmas, he would have a long break. You wouldn't play games in December. So he said, I would just sit at home on the sofa eating potato salad. So it's really nice to be playing games every week. <laughs> and then when he started scoring goals, the Kansas were like, well, you can have more potato salad. You've earned your potato salad this Christmas. And it's blown up now. So every time he does a good performance, people are going, give him more potato salad. There's more potato salad memes. He talks more about <laughs> Potato salad. The potato salad thing has snowballed now. It's become one of the defining aspects of his character. But well, he loves in honor it. Of him. It's not a gimmick. In honour of Thomas Suchek, text us on 81215 on what is your favourite basic food? If you were a Premier League footballer, what food, what basic food would you want as your comfort treat after scoring a hat-trick? Text us on 81215. The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. So Thomas Suchek's favourite food is potato salad. It's one of the blandest foods in the world, but I I actually think most people's favourite dish is pretty bland. What's yours, Scully? 
Well, funnily enough, like this conversation, I just had this conversation with my wife. I was like, what's a really dull food? We need to talk about dull food on the radio. And she mentioned pie and mash. And this conversation mm. then spiralled into me going to get pie and mash. The <gasps> fact we were talking about dull food today, I went there. But the thing about pie and mash is um, I like to consider myself a proper East Londoner, but I prefer it with gravy. The liquor stuff is way too exotic. Like how, like, it's so too much going on with that parsley sauce. That, for people from other parts of, not just the UK, but other parts of London... It's a it's a different sauce that comes with pie mash. It's called liquor, but what's in it? It's, it's parsley sauce, but I I don't think it's not as tasty as gravy. It's quite it can be a bit watery sometimes. I don't I don't understand it. I also don't understand the jelly deals thing too. That East London, but that's by the by. But yeah, pie mash for me, classic would be uh, just pie mash, and I have gravy with salt and vinegar as well. I mean, that's a re- that that is classic British. Pub, that is dull, know, like, isn't that, it? That is the most patriotic, like, no knocking about. <laughs> Chris Skull, he likes a pint of bombardier and a pint of mash. And, and don't the interrupt Union Jack in the wind. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. My um, one is I just like boiled macaroni with just grated cheese on it. I That's think quite possibly, what, what kind of maturity on the cheese? What cheddar, I presume? Um, yeah, mature, mature or extra mature. Extra mature? mature? Like, mm. Rather than making macaroni cheese, I prefer just macaroni with grated cheese on it and nothing else. I yeah. just think it's phenomenal. Uh, and I could eat unlimited amounts of that. In fact, that's another a sub part of this conversation and text on 81215. What food can you just eat an unlimited amount of? Like, if you had to do an eating challenge, what would you do it on? Would yours be pie and mash or would you pick a different food for a kind of challenge level? I mean, oh, chocolate. Man. I can just eat chocolate forever. I saw um, uh, on Twitter recently a competition. There was a donut eating competition, and Ooh, yeah. everyone who was eating don't like de- eating, picking one up at a time, eating them. And then the guy who won, he grabbed a bunch of donuts, probably like I think he grabbed like twelve donuts, stacked them up in in two groups of two columns of six, crushed them with his hand to make one really dent, two really dense donuts, and then just ate them. That's like, really so clever. It's so clever. That's the thing about those eating competitions. You ever seen the, the hot dog champion eat the hot dogs? No. You, you, when you would do a hot dog eating competition, the guy who is the world champion, what he does, you get a glass of water to stop your mouth getting clogged up. And what he does is he dips the buns in water and just swallows them out and then just basically eats the dog. So he doesn't eat the, the hot dog in the bun. The dog. dipping the, the dog. <laughs> to be clear, the sausage. <laughs> the sausage. Although it's if you have had a hot dog outside of ground... Back in the old world is likely it may not have been whatever. Meat Thomas you thought Suchek, it was. there was a really bad misunderstanding. We interviewed him for the West Ham TV channel. He wasn't very good with the language. We set him a hot dog eating challenge, and uh, God, it went south. <laughs> Matt, Matt, and you, rock and roll football. Goals flying in in the Premier League. Chris goal. At Selhurst Park, Crystal Palace are two down. Now, ten minutes in, Burnley lead 2-0 against Crystal Palace. That's a bit of a shocker, Matt. An incredible start for Burnley. Ten minutes in. My word. I mean, the the Leicester-Liverpool game, I cannot wait for match of the day tonight. It's going to be absolute. The Leicester-Liverpool game sends out the game of the season. Then the Burnley-Palace game is already... What is in the water this weekend? Um... (laughs) Plain water, of course. We're talking about dull food today. You know what? Actually, throw in your favourite dull drink. Water is my favourite drink in the world. And whenever I tell people this, they think I'm winding them up. But I think it's a, nothing quenches your thirst like water. 
Yeah, it's, I mean, it's all right, isn't it? I, I've just got, I've got, I've got bang into water this year, actually. To be fair, nice. But it is, it is, it is fundamentally boring. It is the most boring of all the liquids. Okay, what's the best? I'm sitting here with uh, half a can of Coke, which I drank with my pie and mash. I think oh. it is, that's just, it's just it's a rare treat. A Are you doing this from a calf? <laughs> <laughs> Greasy spoon. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great? You know, sometimes radio shows do like outside broadcasts and they'll do it live from like Wembley or Twickenham. We should just do one from a calf. Oh, do it from a pub, Matt. If that the opportunity presents itself, imagine rock the roll, sights, football. the smells. What could be more rock and roll than live yeah, from exactly. a pub? It's the sort exactly. of thing Chris Evans would have done back in the day. The man who created this show. <laughs> Feels like it should be his legacy. Now, we're talking about dull food in honour of Thomas Suchek's favourite food being potato salad. And it's what West Ham reward him with when he scores. We're asking you what your favourite dull food is. Text us on 8-12-15. So many answers coming in. Coffee Monster on Twitter has said, a cheddar cheese sandwich never, ever bores me. I very rarely have a cheese sandwich, but when you're in the mood for it, it, it's such a specific desire. You know what I like? A grated cheese and onion sandwich. <laughs> I do like a bit of cheese on toast. But I remember like I, people who put Worcester, uh, Worcester sauce on cheese and toast. Only that, that's something that's crossed into my consciousness in the last few years. I, I consider those people some of the most exotic people I know. <laughs> Worcester sauce feels such... I don't know. You're living life on the edge if you're doing that. Plain old cheese. Well, it's basically like they're like what do they call cocktail staff now? Like mixologists. You're like, wow, that's not having that Augustus. What is it, Augustus bitters? What's that stuff people like? People put in their sophisticated people put in the cocktails. You're like, always got Worcester sauce. You are living life on the edge. Yeah, you are so sophisticated. You're putting Worcester sauce on your cheese and toast. But another thing, crosses the boundary. Then doesn't it? That's not dull food anymore. Yeah, speaking of crossing the boundary, I've thought about dull food. I was thinking, you know, people who eat salad with no dressing. Who are these? I mean, that is dull. That is one of the most I dull d- things you can do. Okay. Let me is it so dull I can't even get my head around it? But I, I do that. What? I have it with no dressing, yeah. What? Just like the flavours. wrong with you? Oh, oh my a bit God. Of olive oil. I might drizzle some olive oil on it. Uh, but that's okay. it. Um, yeah. But, you, but so would it. you sometimes if not that. even do olive oil? You wouldn't even do no, olive yeah, oil? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my well, God. You, okay, let me talk you through it. I'll have tomato, onion, ca- grated carrot. Some lettuce leaves, maybe some avocado. Well, you don't need the natural flavours are there. What's you might as well just lash you, you might just as well just walk it. down the. You might as well go down the street and just pull leaves off bushes and just. Put them in your mouth. <laughs> like you're essentially rambling at that point. Well, I, find like it, I find it insane. Yeah, foraging. Yeah, foraging. <laughs> scrumping. You're scrumping essentially. <laughs> no, because I don't. It's I don't so really leafy. My, I don't really add salt to my food either. I don't really season food. I just like the natural flavours. I mean, this is, is absolutely so... on topic, on brand. So text <laughs> us on 8-12-15. What is your favourite dull food? Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Absolute Radio, live at the London Palladium, is back for 2021, and tickets are on sale now. 
We all need something to cheer us up after the numerous lockdowns. So Radio's biggest live stand-up event returns on Sunday, the 21st of November. I've done it the last couple of years, and it's such an amazing gig. Not just to perform at, but to watch. Some of the best comedians in the country at an iconic venue. You can get your tickets now at absoluteradio.co.uk. And make sure you get in early, because it always sells out. This year, all profits from tickets will go to the Teenage Cancer Trust. We'll reveal the lineup in the coming months, but get the date in your diary. Absolute Radio, live at the London Palladium, Sunday the 21st of November, and head to absoluteradio.co.uk now to get your tickets. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Goals flying in everywhere, including in the supporters club, Chris Skull. Bad news for Borough fans. You're 1-0 down to Derby. The supporters club, very disappointed with that. But look at this at Norwich. They're 1-0 up against Stoke, which means at the moment they're top of the championship. And in the Premier League, Sean Dyche's men at Selhurst Park are beating Palace 2-0. Unbelievable scenes. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Text us on 8.12.15, your favourite dull food. We're being inundated with messages here, Scully. Yes, loads. of this one has really caught my eye. I once ate 12 bags of pickled onion Monster Munch. I'm now known as Monster Munch. Fruit <laughs> 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 one, Nick, Nick. <laughs> But the thing is, those bags are quite small. <sighs> Have you ever had they a are. bag of Monster they are small, but you know what? Have you ever had Monster Munch recently? They still pack a punch. They're oh, still man. like, ah, oh, they're eye, like, I was about to say eye curling. They will, they get you. They're still there. <laughs> they're still potent. The pickled onion ones, especially, are like, they're sour. And oh, because of the man. texture, they're kind of sharp. You're like, oh man, this is like eating nails. But I've got to say, really flavoursome ones. <laughs> I love them. I don't think you can. I think pickled onion monster munch is possibly the best crisp. I mean, that's a, wow. that's a discussion. That's a whole Whoa, other discussion. What, what else do you put? Works. What else do you put? <sighs> Great can of question. worms, by the way, is a terrible <laughs> flavour of crisp. <laughs> They're my least favourite. <laughs> <laughs> we've got another one here he said uh, this is just this afternoon chaps when I was playing football my go-to meal was scrambled egg on toast before every single game my uh, my, my PT says to me scrambled egg is the best way on. to lose weight when you say PT what, what does yeah, that mean but it's such short for personal trainer okay and he's got anyone living outside of the London media bubble <laughs> bubble oh man so you got and a personal trainer yeah yeah, I mean, he's got a job on his hands. Let's not beat around the bush. But, <laughs> What's and actually, he just says stuff to me, stuff like, you just need to eat less, like, alp and full sugar in the morning and just stick to egg. So egg is the best way to lose weight? Apparently, like, yeah, like, don't carb up in the morning. This is yeah, this is my interpretation of what he's telling me. Don't carb up in the morning, just have egg, lots of protein. Yeah. And uh, start your day right. But then, you know, there's a, fa- a new fad, Matt. I'm fascinated to know your opinion on this. Not Skip breakfast. Skip breakfast in the morning. Don't. It's called, uh, what was it, 16-8 um, fasting. Well, you don't eat. You only eat between 12 and 8 p.m. And you have no breakfast. And it's meant to be good for your bowels. Could you live without breakfast? But then isn't breakfast just the first meal you have of the day? So no matter what time of day you have it, it's breakfast. Well, I mean... But you're on lunch territory after midday, surely. Yeah, but then it's your breakfast, isn't it? The first thing you eat, by definition, I get what you mean, 
I get what you mean, but you know the the pedants out there, and there's a lot of them, are going to say, "I'm listening to Chris Cole say this. This is literally impossible because the moment something passes your lips, I mean, I get what you mean. Have you tried it? Yeah, I mean, I've been doing it. I've been doing it since uh, Jan. And you've already I've, put I've, on no, two stone. Just... <laughs> it, I mean, you, your body adjusts. I found a way to live without breakfast. Again, when you combine this with the Ugg slippers, I'm living in the future. Matt, come join me. But the future, your future sounds terrible. It's either nothing to eat, <laughs> egg, and like strange footwear. It's, this isn't the future that we all dreamed of. This isn't hoverboards, is it? If Back to yeah, the no. Future was just like, oh, he's just sat there. He put on a load of weight over Christmas. All he's doing is eating eggs and wearing slippers. <laughs> like, There's no point. Dismantle Martin, that time machine. Marty McFly would get back in the DeLorean and head straight back and go, forget it. There would be, that would be the end of the De- Back to the Future franchise there, about 10 minutes into part two. Matt, Matt and you. Rock and roll football. It's Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio with Matt Ford and Chris Skull. The second halves are underway, but what was the state of play at halftime, Chris Skull? Scores at halftime as follows. Palace nil, Burnley 2. They were tuning up inside 10 minutes in Scotland. Rangers lead Kilmarnock 1-0. Back in England, Championship. Our boys, Middlesbrough, they're 2-1 down to Derby. And Norwich, top of the Championship right now. They're beating Stoke City 2-0. And Plymouth Argyle, the team supported by Josh Whittakim, are 1-0 up against Fleetwood Town. He'll be delighted. Uh, we're talking delighted. about dull food today in honour of Thomas Sujek's love of potato salad. My favourite is just macaroni with grot- grated cheese on it. Um, Scully loves his pie and mash. Barbara Wren from Ashton's been in touch. And how? She says the best go-to food is OXO on toast. I don't understand. Yeah. Is that like she just crumbles an OXO cube? Barbara, let us know. Have you ever heard of this sort of thing, Chris? No, but do you know what? One of my mates, Russ, he, he when he grew up, his family would put uh, Weetabix in the toaster, then take what? the Weetabix out and butter it. Have you ever heard anything like that? That is criminal. That that's is more weird. Hazard. <laughs> it's just that's like I can't Weetabix even imagine is just what a, like. A, a, like a cube of crumbs. That's what they're made out of. <laughs> that's just going to yeah. go up, surely. That is, I mean, that's not even like a clever market employee to get some conversation moving around Weetabix. That is just pure insanity. They've done it the wrong way around. What they should be doing is that little tray at the bottom that's full of um, ash oh, yeah. and crumbs is get, <laughs> clearing that out and putting milk on it. That would be more like a Weetabix. <laughs> you know, Weetabix, there'll be, there'll be fire safety officers listening to this going crackers. Because they'll be saying, Weetabix in a toaster is just asking for it. It's like a tinderbox. That's like, you know what? If they found Weetabix in the wild, if ancient man found Weetabix on, on the plains, on the Serengeti, you'd say, this is the sort of thing that you want with flint because that will go up like that. That's the sort of thing. that Basically a fire. It's a prehistoric firelighter, a Weetabix. It's totally. got to be. If you, I can't believe people are doing that. Don't, and then what? don't try Butter that at home. It. Yeah, butter on it as yeah to finish it off. Come on, what do not try that at home? No, I mean if you've got anything like that where it's just plain weird, or if you went to a friend's house where they do this strange stuff, Oxo on toast. I mean I've put um, Nando's hot sauce on toast. That's nice for like spicy toast. I don't know if you've ever done that. No, that I mean that is weird. That's almost as weird as having salad with no dressing on, but not quite. I sort of I guess 
that's maybe my way of compensating is I don't put anything on my salad, <laughs> but I put loads of really weird stuff on my toast. That's kind of, so overall, I'm still consuming dressings. I'm just putting them elsewhere. <laughs> like carbon offsetting, but with Nando's hot sauce. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Don't forget to send us your personal sports news from the week. Tweet us at RNR Football. Here to deliver those headlines is Jim White in the My Sports News Centre. Thanks very much, Matt and Chris. We start this afternoon with news from London, where Royce has released a statement saying he has this week got his personal best in the home relay sprints between Zoom meetings, the dining table jigsaw and the kitchen cookie jar. Sources close to the story state that while it usually takes Ross 90 seconds to complete the full journey, this week he managed to complete it in 85 seconds. All at my sports news, Pat I congratulations to Ross at this fantastic news. Over to you, Caroline. And moving on to Newcastle, where Andrew has been in touch to say he missed his alarm this morning to wake up for the first test and rather than seeing England take three early wickets he woke up to see India at 187 for three and the England bowling attack in his words doing very little we'd like to pass on our best wishes to Andrew at this tough time and hope not only does his alarm go off tomorrow but also that the England bowlers pick up the pace a bit too which they have done they have indeed Caroline are you a cricket fan? yes and are you any good at playing it? <laughs> um, yeah, a park standard. One time I did play in a semi-professional match, I got bowled out for a golden duck. And that has scarred me for life. And do you like going to... Because nothing I like more, apart from going to watch football, because just going to you know the Oval or Lords and just sitting oh, there. But I, I, I go in fancy dress, but I go alone. <laughs> and I dress up as various different things, sometimes a daffodil or David Bellamy. <laughs> And no one comes near me. I can just sit there on my own as Jim White, undercover, and just watch the cricket. Um, I'm not, you know, I drank a fair few uh, lemonades, and uh, I, I like gingerbread men. I just sit there and just think, I'm having my own wee picnic here, and nobody knows. I don't know if you've ever done that, Caroline. I haven't, but Jim, I always thought of you as a kind of man who would fall asleep at the cricket. I do. I can see you. Know you. What? I, uh, that's very strange you mention that. I once fell asleep in the toilet and woke up <laughs> in a locked oval at 4am. It was the last day of a test match. It was two weeks before someone came and let me out. Uh, luckily for me, I found a concession stand and was able to eat some old hot dog buns. There you go. Well, great to have you here this week, Caroline, bringing back up some uh, wonderful memories. So if you have anything you'd like us to report on next week, you can always email us, football absoluteradio.co.uk and no news is too small you're listening to the rock and roll football podcast it's goal carnage across the uk today more goals flying in chris skull in the Premier League, Crystal Palace nil, Burnley 3 now. Dice, dice, baby's got to be pretty pleased with that one. Uh, Middlesbrough, our team for the day, are still 2-1 down to Derby County. Norwich cementing their place at the top of the championship this afternoon. They are 2-0 up against Stoke City. But look at Watford, 5-0 up against Bristol City. And still plenty of time left. That could be some sort of record, surely. And Sunderland you know in League One. Up against Since Christmas, 
football had been re- sorry about that I thought you finished that was interesting <laughs> <laughs> well those Sunderland fans like, what what what, what? <laughs> but since Christmas football's been dull and then basically in the last week all the goals have started flying in again I know don't you feel like in the last couple of years like football's just gone a bit mad like we've had a couple of nine nils in the last two years and we didn't have a nine like we only had one in like mid 90s when United beat Ipswich wasn't it we've had two nine nils recently both of them Southampton yeah, but from the yeah, the receiving end of that thrashing. <laughs> now we're talking. What is your favourite <laughs> basic food? Thomas Suchek loves his potato salad. Text us on eight twelve fifteen. Chloe from Castle Bromwich. Chris Skull, what do you make of this? Ketchup on toast. Oh, it's a condiment. What are you doing? Do you remember Hang on, um, what condiments for? Putting on food, the, right? I mean. That condom, the tomato sauce is doing too much work there. Mm. It's it's very like it's fourth tier down. It can't be a main component of the meal. Do you remember Hummus Brothers a few years ago? They tried like what? It was a big what, chain, like a, a big. Act? <laughs> yeah, it was a chain that was in London of like they tried to put hummus at the centre of the meal, and so it was like they were oh, called man. themselves Hummus Brothers, and it's like hummus is an accompaniment. It's not the yes. main bit. You yeah, can't you might as well call, build you might a meal well around call yourself salt and go, yeah, our big thing is we put salt on our food. We do the best salt in Soho. Be like, oh, get lost. You know what? It's the sort of thing people go mad with that because it used to be on Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares and he'd go into a place, particularly in the UK version, and go, you know what? There's not a place around here that does really good burgers. That's what we're going to do. Yes, we're going to do burgers and we're going to be known for it. Yes. And people go, oh, my God, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you do. You just pick a thing and then... But you're right. It's just daft. Yeah. Fordy, have you ever seen that episode of Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares where he goes into the restaurant and tells them to reduce the menu and source food locally? AKA every episode of Gordon Ramsay's <laughs> Kitchen Nightmares. I was just about to go. It's, about it's every episode. episode. He does the same thing because that's okay. how you run a restaurant. <laughs> exactly. It's the bit where he goes in the back. He goes, these potatoes are off. And the guy was going, I wasn't going to sell them. And he goes, they're moldy, you pillock. I think that was my favourite one. They're moldy, you pillock. Oh, and also, my word. whenever he goes into a restaurant and there's like pictures of the food on the menu, and he's like, "Oh, it's got pictures of the food." Don't don't put the pictures of the food on the menu. It's never good, is it? Just you, you want about five to eight things on a menu, surely? He says it every week, and still we have episodes of Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares with like also, fifteen what- page menus. What I don't understand is you're basically in trouble if the show is saying we might come to your restaurant, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, that is a hint. Oh, we'd like to put your show on the telly. What show is it? It's called The Worst Restaurants in the World. Uh, yes. You might just get the hint. that the, So surely it's like when the teacher comes back, you're like, you behave while he's there. Surely when Gordon turns up, you don't just microwave frozen fish. That's yeah. the week when you try and sort it out. I don't understand I, that bit of it. I, I don't understand people who th- try and solve a problem by publicising the problem. It's like embarrassing. <laughs> bo- it's like embarrass- embarrassing bodies. I've got a really bad like fungal infection in my nether regions. I've got to go on telly to solve it. Same with I've got a terrible restaurant. Gordon Ramsay, can you broadcast my problems? What is it's wrong so with right. these people? So right, and 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 just on that fungal thing in your nether regions, did you get it sorted? <laughs> it didn't actually. No, if you know anyone, I might I might speak to Doctor Christian and see what you can do. Text us on eight twelve fifteen. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Almost time for the final whistle, but one last message about food, Chris Skull. 
Uh, Joe Butler says he loves to eat fish fingers mashed up, covered in salt, and must be eaten without cutlery, i.e. with my fingers. Thank you for that, i.e. with my fingers, as otherwise I would assume you just press your face into the plate trying to scoop up as much fish finger and bread as you can in your mouth. C- crazy from Joe. But if you mush it up, I get that you would just eat fish fingers like you would a spring roll, like as a solid object that you can just hand, you know, there's no need for a knife and fork if you're just eating individual fish fingers. But why mush it up and then have to, mush like you say, it up. And your then hands must fingers. stink. Yeah, I just really assumed that was in hands. bread. Yeah, with so I kind of assumed it would be in bread, but he's just literally mashing fish fingers about and eating them, eating them with fingers. But they're basically mush anyway, aren't they? It's just like, the, it's only the outer coating that kind of keeps it all together. So why yeah, doesn't he just boil a fish? I mean, I suppose the fish fingers makes it easy, and I guess there's a particular flavour to it. I'm allergic to fish, so it's not a a, a, a pleasure I've ever known. And this is an isn't a problem you'll ever have to deal with. No, I, I envy him, but why? <laughs> Just a fish. I mean, you f- it, it, fish is possibly one of the worst smells on the planet. Yeah, really why fishy you want fish. All over you at night. You you'd have to scrub yourself with bleach to get rid of that smell. Surely. And also, like, when you go down to the seaside, the smell of seaweed. The sea is best avoided, generally. <laughs> we haven't got time to go into why on earth you've come out with that right at the end. Maybe another time. Scully, it's been a pleasure. We'll see you Cheers, next man. week. So what's worse, having a salad without a dressing on, which makes sense, or a man sat at home wearing <laughs> Ugg boots? What do you think's I, weirder? I don't want to incite a, a social media pylon, but I really think, Matt, that people need to come for you for eating salad without any kind of dressing. It is but barbaric. It is literally barbaric. it's meant to be had. It's not. Of course You're, it is. You just make... Because... You, right, you're having salad. You're like, I've made a healthy decision here. I'm having healthy food. You slop a load of sugar pump goop over it. You might as well have a Big Mac. You might as well have a Big Mac full of chocolate. Yeah, like when I because think about good? you, eat, when I think about you eating salad without any dressing, basically I'm imagining like a Neanderthal caveman wandering like ancient Britain, pulling out a carrot from the turf and eating it raw with clumps of mud in your mouth. Like that is how basic you are. Doing that—that that is the I wash vision. It. I wash it. I chop it. I grate it. I don't just walk out into the, the grounds and just it's plant so... myself face down in a flower bed and chew until I'm full. There are that is the image. I have crockery that's clean. That is the image that has been conjured in the listener's mind by the the, the idea of you eating salad without a dressing. I cannot get my head around it. It's Okay. Terrifying. Let me enge- I'm going to engage with this in a, with an open mind and a pure heart. What sort of dressing should I use? So what I do, bit of olive oil, bit of balsamic, salt and pepper, <sighs> smush it all about. That's that's the basic. Then okay, you so you're also not go- talking about buying branded dressings that have all sorts of different flavours in? No, 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 no. Okay. Yeah. Do you, yeah, I tell you like, what I did like. I like an Italian dressing. We used to have it as kids. And the closest thing I found was that Paul Newman's one. That was nice. Yeah. Like that, what a mad sideline that is. Paul Newman's sat like salad dressing. Right up there with the, the George Foreman grill. Yeah, it's very odd that, isn't it? It's like I am a Hollywood A-lister from the uh, one of the golden areas of Hollywood. But also, if you ever eat a salad and think, oh, that needs judging up a bit. 
I'm your guy. Yeah. Why don't you bring out your own line of non-dressing salads? It'd be like, I guess, it'd be like if Danny Dyer did um, a sort of chocolate bar. But then I guess that makes sense, doesn't it? I could <laughs> see Danny bread. Dyer doing a chocolate bar, yeah. Yorkie, Straightforward chocolate bar. <laughs> tasty. Proper t- Why has no one ever gotten to endorse food? Proper tasty. Yeah. It's the geezer. And call it the geezer bar. Get there yourself a geezer. It's proper tasty. Oh, man. Just great Look ideas Look at this mug. Here. Look at this mug. What he needs is a geezer, fruit and nut. It's proper tasty. I guess Yorkie <laughs> were kind of operating in that space. Maybe Danny did think about it and thought, you know what? It's a small bit of the chocolate market. Yorkie have already got that sort of brand. Nah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to branch out and go the other way. I'm going to do uh, pancakes. Yeah, you were just tapping into Roy Hodgson there as well in that Danny Dyer impression. Well, they were just touching on it. Yeah, basically it's like cooking. Like uh, I'm like a sort of restaurant where I have a base <laughs> sauce, and then all the di- it gets added to all the dishes, and it is um, there is like a a gargle at the back, and then they all come from there. So Danny Dyer, gibberish absolute gibberish which has to be a sign that we've recorded this podcast for too long today scully on behalf of everyone at absolute radio and everyone at rock and roll football and everyone in radio and every (laughs) listener let me just say it's been a real treat to have you back we always love having you here you bring a ray of sunshine into our lives you're a wonderful man and just to get to spend this time with you to hear about your rug boots and your silly life. A real treat. <laughs> Pleasure's all mine. Thank you, Matt. We'll see you soon. Dyson and I will be back next week. Chris Scott will be back at some point. Today's not the end. Um, it's just a new chapter. <laughs> and um, <laughs> we'll see you soon. Yeah. Oh, and leave us an iTunes review. Scully, you're, 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 you're actually hot on all this internet stuff. How do you get people to leave <laughs> iTunes reviews for podcasts? What's the kind of trick? Uh, so what we do is uh, we, we always try and have people leave like uh, iTunes re- reviews in a certain theme. So one of the things we did on the Quickly Kevin, the 90s football podcast I do with Josh Whittacombe, is to like leave haikus. Leave haikus that are an ode to 90s football or leave some kind of a Steve Bruce murder mystery novel fan fiction as an iTunes review. So like, feel free to leave a review about how great rock and roll football is, but maybe just a slight criticism at Matt's uh, consumption of salads. Great that idea. You need a theme. So leave us an iTunes review, but within that review, five stars. Tell, of oh, course, yeah, play the game, make it five, and <laughs> um, and some sort of salad chat. Then, so leave us a review and uh, mention the salad. I, I feel like I'm not wording this properly. How, how would you sign off in that way? Uh, look, well, you're going to read out next week, Matt, with Dyson your favourite reviews that mention that are slightly critical of your consumption of salads, and the ones with five stars will get prioritised. But more than anything, Matt, thank you for having me. It's been an an absolute joy. Pleasure. Goodbye. TTFM.